Welcome to the first episode of the Million Dollar Girls Club podcast. Now streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, it'll also be on YouTube as well. Um, this is the first episode. I'm super excited. The Million Dollar Girls Club podcast. We will focus on entrepreneurship, lifestyle, um, the good, the bad, and the ugly side of both. I am your host and creator, B. Ellison. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I own and operate several businesses in the Metro East area. I have a trucking company, ZBW Logistics, a property company, BAB Property, BAB Property Company, a consulting firm, BQOAT Consulting, and I have several more businesses that I own and operate. I do help people start businesses properly structure them. I'm a business coach as well, also a mentor. And I just give out guidance to people who don't know the things that I didn't know starting out as an entrepreneur. You know, I want to keep people from making the same mistakes that I made. So that's why I started my that's why I started my consulting firm and that's also why I started the Million Dollar Girls Club. After I became somewhat successful, I felt like I had built the platform to where I can share some of my story and also some tips and tricks on how to navigate the lifestyle of an entrepreneur and how to just make things a little bit easier for us. So like I said before, this is episode number one. Um, this episode will focus on self-care and Airbnbs. So let's talk about self-care or better yet, the lack of self-care as an entrepreneur. Being being an entrepreneur, being your own boss, is time-consuming, tedious, draining, but it can also be wonderful, fun, and rewarding. We try to tackle our daily to-do list, but we don't leave no time for ourselves, and this eventually leads to us being burnt out. The reason why I'm so anxious or why I want to talk about self-care so bad is because... um. I'm kind of getting over my own little, I guess, like health scare or health issue or whatever. And before I go for any further, if you if you're subscribed to this podcast or if you're listening and you follow me on social media and you listen to my weekly wind down with bees or you my videos or just you know follow me in general, y'all know this ain't gonna be no professional edited podcast because if I did all that then you wouldn't get the real me or you wouldn't get the real from my guests that come on the show so this you know this is we gonna get down to it this is gonna be the raw stuff unedited uncut or whatever um I have notified all of my platforms that there will be explicit content because y'all know I have them I have a mouth of a sailor so, you know, let's just get into it. I just wanted to give off that warning just in case for anybody hoping that this is going to be, you know, something that is not. But anyway, back <clears throat> back to the self-care part. Like I said, I'm anxious to talk about it because I'm coming off my own health skirt, honestly. To where I had got so bad, I was working real hard. Um, I had some very strict goals that I wanted to meet and 
outside of me meeting those goals and being over so many businesses, I still had personal issues. And those personal issues were weighing so heavily on me that I was unable to focus on any business aspect, um, any goal list, anything like that. I fell behind on a lot of things. And at that time, or during this time, I honestly just had to sit down, take a break from everything and figure out what the hell was causing me these, you know, to be this stressed out. And like I said, it was a part, you know, it was a personal problem, a relationship that I really needed to kind of like cut off almost. Because, you know, y'all, people are draining Especially when they see that you're an entrepreneur, they feel like you have, you have it all or you have your, you know, you got your shit together or whatever. But they, they don't realize outside of the business part of it, you're still human. You still need somebody to talk to. You still need an outlet. You still need love, care. You still need somebody to listen to you. You know, you still need the same things, same things that they require, but people don't realize that when you're an entrepreneur. So when we have all these people around us, you know, constantly pulling from what we have to offer, eventually we're all, we, we run out. We don't have nothing left for ourselves. And that's what causes us to go into depression to be stressed out, to have panic attacks, anxiety attacks, and things like that. It's just because we're not taking care of ourselves properly. So I feel like a suggestion for that would be start putting in your schedule something for you. Whether it's a massage, a lunch, a shopping trip, an hour just sit in your car and relax and don't focus on nothing about business put something in your schedule for you it's the only thing that makes sense um i got so bad to where um and i'm very hands-on well well i try to be hands-on with almost every business i have and i know y'all probably listen like well be how in the hell it's hard, but I still try to be hands-on with everything that I have. Um, I do have a team, but my my personality or the way that I operate, I still have to be a part of everything. Even though I delegate and give other people tasks, I still have to be somewhat a part of whatever is going on. Um, I'm also a mother. I am a student. I'm in college right now, finishing a degree program. Um, I am a daughter. I have a mother. I am a sister. I have a brother. I have two brothers, one passed, but I am this person that has a lot of things going on. Um, and in the midst of all of that stuff, I put myself on a 90-day challenge to where I wanted to make a certain amount of money. 
Um, be, I wanted to meet a certain amount of goals. And the that 90 days, I damn near killed myself working like that. I mean, for real. I started having real bad chest pains to where I couldn't, you know, I couldn't function. I started having this issue to where I felt like I couldn't breathe enough air into my lungs or I couldn't properly fill my lungs with air. Um, I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't yawn. I just couldn't, you know, put enough air into my body. My body would tense up. Uh, I could, most times I could feel my heartbeats. I mean, I got, I, I got bad. And at, at the same time, me having all those symptoms, I was still working my ass off. Meeting for consultations, meeting to for my turnkey programs, traveling out of town to set up Airbnbs for clients, showing up for my family, um, showing up for other major business functions. I was still going. I honestly had nothing left. Until, you know, I had to call the ambulance to my home just so they could do a check, a checkup to see what was going on. Because, of course, when we had our symptoms, we get to Googling stuff, trying to figure out what's wrong. And every time I Google something, it led to uh, either a stroke or a heart attack. So the, the time when the last time I Googled it and Google told me... <laughs> Or Google gave me a skirt. Um, we called, we called, you know, emergency nine one one, the ambulance. We got them out here. They checked me over. And while I was sitting in the back of the ambulance, the EMT or paramedic, he said, "You have one of the best um, EKG." results I've ever seen. He was like, your heart is fine. It's, it couldn't, he said it couldn't get any better than this. And he looked me dead in my eye and said, what is stressing you out? And I'm like, nothing. He like, don't lie. And my daughter was sitting back there behind, behind me. So I couldn't see her. He said, what is stressing you out? What's going on? He said, it's either he said, no, no matter what it is, it's either family, uh, do you, you know, your own business, your job, what is it? It's something, he said, is something stressing you out? And as I was saying no, my daughter was saying yes, you know, like shaking her head behind me. And he was like, you telling me no, but your daughter is telling me something is stressing you out. And at that moment, I knew exactly what it was. It was multiple things, but I knew what the main thing was. And at that moment, I knew I had to change something because it's 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 scary to to have that feeling that you know you have trouble going to sleep or when you sleep you scared that you might when you do go to or when you try when you are trying to go to sleep you're scared that you may have a moment to where you may not wake up. Or, you know, just by being sick and being in a hospital, period. 
Um, a lot of people don't know my story, but I, I, had, I had cancer. I beat it. But during that whole time of treatments and things, that was like one of the worst moments of my life, you know. And I don't want to take my family through that again. I don't want to take my daughter through a time like that again. So at that moment and that and sitting in the back of that ambulance, you know, and my daughter being able to realize that I am stressed out and that I wasn't showing up for her as I normally did, even though I run all of these businesses and I have all this other shit going on. The moment that she realized or that I realized that it is it is affecting her, it was time for me to make a change. I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't doing I wasn't doing anything for myself. I hadn't been shopping for myself. I was just so busy taking care of everything and everybody else. And I literally was about to lose everything and not even realizing it. So all of that is to say you got to, no matter what it is, and it don't have to be what we see on social media as far as self-care. It could be whatever you like to do, whether it's going to get your favorite ice cream, taking 10 minutes to go get your favorite ice cream, a favorite slice of pizza, or taking two hours to go skating, go have a drink at a bar, um, take your favorite person out to lunch, go get a massage, go get your lashes done, go get your makeup done, go get your hair done, go buy you some clothes. Go do something and not, not once a week, do it twice a week. Once a week is not enough. And I know y'all probably like once a week, well, I don't, what if I don't got the money to do it twice a week? All self-care options or not don't cost money. Sit down and read a book. Go sit in your backyard and look up at the sky or, you know, sit in your car for a minute and... Listen to some common music. Stay off of social media sometimes because, you know, sometimes that, that can run your blood pressure. So when I'm talking about self-care, I'm not talking about take three hours to go scroll Facebook and argue and debate on something or go be messy. I'm talking about go do something that's pure, relaxing to you. Go do something that where you can, you kind of like turn your brain off almost. You're not thinking about nothing that's stressing you out. You're not letting nothing stress you out. You're not letting nothing affect your mood. Go do it. Go and go do it more than once. When you, when, and then when you go back into your entrepreneur mindset or whatever, get more organized with your business. Um, be realistic with goals, be realistic with deadlines. I was just so focused because I'm, I'm very much a hundred percent customer focused or however you call it. I, my biggest goal is to have amazing customer service because customers is what drives any business that I have. So if somebody was ordering something from me, my I would, no matter what, I would do sh strenuous God, you know, like timelines. Oh, somebody needed something the next day, I was doing it. The my Airbnb turnkey program, you know, unrealistic deadlines I was giving to clients. I was just scheduling meetings, overbooking myself. I didn't have time. Baby, I barely had time to eat a proper meal. 
it was my schedule was my schedule was jammed packed do you understand my schedule it it was it was a mess it's still like that a little bit but every day i'm working on getting better at that i'm not i'm no longer offering you know timelines that i cannot meet I, i'm not doing it I'm taking more time out for me. Um, I, I'm honestly, I've already gave up a couple of businesses and I plan to give up a couple of more, but I'm starting to focus on me more. I'm starting to take care of myself more and I can't, um, so in some ways I can see some differences, but I can't see it fully because I'm just now stepping, stepping into it. And I want to step into it with my followers, with my, you know, on the platform or whatever. Any new subscribers, I want to step into it with y'all because I ain't perfect, you know. Well, this is something we can go through together. Because being an entrepreneur or a business owner, running your own business, working for yourself, the shit is hard. But I always tell everybody and i'm very adamant about it you have to be organized you got to plan that shit out you got to get a schedule you got to get a calendar get a schedule and stick to it don't be like me overbooking yourself because baby it no you can't you can't live life like that it's very ugh, it was so draining y'all it was just so damn draining I'm talking about, I would, <laughs> it was bad. I mean, I ain't going to continue to go into details about it, but just know it was bad. bad. And I, I literally got to a point to where my body shut down. Even after that ambulance visit, I hadn't, I really, even though I, you know, I said I changed or whatever, I was just now, you know, I was starting to change, but I was still so overbooked from what I had previously done to myself. You know, I was still trying to, well, let me finish this, these two weeks off. And then after that, I'm going to cut, you know, so much stuff off. Well, that, that, the next two weeks were, the next two weeks were what pushed my body to the limit to where I couldn't get out of bed. I was shaking. My body was hurting. Um, I couldn't really eat. All I could do was sleep. And just be very irritated, aggravated, mean. It was it, it got real bad. Um, I did end up going to get medical attention or medical help. I did end up doing that. Um, I do have a plan worked out, and like I said, I had already started working on some things. It was just trying to finish up the bullshit schedule I put myself on. Getting out of that. So, I'm a... What what would I call it? Because um, me telling y'all about self-care is not just me talking some shit I googled on the internet. This is this is me. This is my story. This is what I went, to, went through. And this is how I know that this is something y'all need to do. We so... We want to chase the bag. We want to chase the money. We want to chase the goals. We want to chase the dreams. But let me tell y'all something. While we out here chasing, 
take care of yourself. Because if, if you fall flat on your face or if you tap out, then guess what? All of what you work for is gone. Because can't nobody run your businesses without you being here. I know we want to leave something to our kids. But that don't mean kill yourself to leave them something. We got to learn to work a little smarter. And that includes... That's that working smarter includes taking care of yourself. You got to take care of your body. You got to take care of your mind. You got to take care of your gut. You got to take care of your skin. You just have to drink, drink water, eat a healthy meal, go outside, go get some sunlight, read a book, keep your, keep your mind, you know, I don't know. Keep, you know, go <laughs> stimulate it. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Keep your mind stimulated. Always be learning some. You know, go get your muscles massaged. Go get your nails done. Go get your go get a pedicure. And if you don't got if you don't have no money, go window shop. Go outside. Go take a walk through your neighborhood. If you live in a bad neighborhood, drive to a park and go take a walk. Go do go do some of that stuff. I'm telling you from a from my my previous experience, and it's it was so traumatic and well traumatizing that I had I'm I had to speak about it. I had to. I haven't been able to go live on Facebook. I don't know why, but I had to speak about it because I have to. I don't want any of anybody close to me going through what I go through. I would rather get on a platform or figure out a way to reach out to people so I can say, hey, why you out there working your ass off? Tonight, let your hair down. Go let loose. Go enjoy yourself. Because we're not just working and running businesses just to make a name for ourselves, just to, you know, kill ourselves or, you know, you, I mean, you, we, we're not just working to pay bills and that's it. You got to be able to enjoy what you're working for. And while you're working for it, you can still enjoy it. Take some, baby, take some time off and go take care of yourself. Don't, don't be being crazy out here like me. Now I'm, you know, I'm more so focused on going to bed at a decent time. Getting up at a decent time, working out before I get my day started, um, making me a smoothie. That's the first thing I have at the beginning of the day. Make a smoothie. I have my bottle of water. I no longer carry that jug. I like a specific type of water, so I buy the um, bigger bottles of that water that I like. Um, I eat cleaner now. I'm no longer eating... I'm trying to get away from processed foods in general. Uh, well, uh, processed foods altogether. So I haven't been eating out, you know, fast food, anything like that. I'm trying to get the processed foods out of my home. So I've definitely been eating cleaner. Only drinking water. I haven't had a soda in a long time. <clears throat> only drinking water. Um, and of course, I drink wine on my Wednesdays when I do wine down with B. And then... I try to stay happy and motivated throughout the day, and I keep my schedule very light. I only have realistic goals on my goal sheet now, 
And my schedule is more realistic. Realistic. If I can't do it, I can't do it. If we can't put it off to another day, then, you know, it just doesn't work for me because I can no longer overbook myself like that. I still have a child to live for. I still want to enjoy the rest of my life. And that does not mean working until I'm dead. Y'all, your girl got your girl got plans to retire real, real soon. Real, real soon. I ain't got that long left, um, according to my goal list. I plan to retire myself real, real soon. So, in the midst of working, y'all, go take care of yourself. Go take care of yourself. So, moving forward, um, we're going to get into the Airbnbs because y'all know I'm very big on Airbnbs. <clears throat> I have six of my own. I'm about to acquire Airbnb unit number seven. I also offer a Airbnb turnkey program to where you pay me to set up an Airbnb property for you. Moving going forward though, I have did a like a restructuring of that program as to where it operates differently. Normally you would you would have normally you would pay up front and it'll probably still operate like that. But it will have more realistic timelines and you know things that are a part of that program. Normally, I usually say that I could set up your Airbnb within 30 to 45 days, but that is a big, that is a very small time frame to set up an Airbnb because everything can go wrong when you're trying to do it. So now going forward, there will be two options to where you can either, I'll do a lease turnover with the property that I already have. And then you'll pay the fee for that. And then going forward, you would just pay the rent, the utilities, and then you would keep all the profit. Um, and then I'll continue to keep the option that I have to where you do pay up front and I go out and do all the work for you. However, there the turnaround times will change. Um, we will just, there won't be a exact turnaround time. But the process will be detailed in the contract as what the steps we take as far as uh, property acquisition, you know, researching the areas, you know, the market of the area that you want your property to be in and things like that. So there won't be an exact timeline, but there will be like a breakdown in steps that we do. And then we'll just go from there. That way, I don't want people to feel like um holding on to their money for this amount of time and I'm, I'm not doing the work that they're requiring me to do because I am, but it takes more time than that 30 to 45 day deadline that I was putting out. It takes more time than that to actually set up a quality unit, especially when you're doing so out of town. But um, as far as Airbnbs, it's, now, you can get into Airbnbs just by buying a property, depending on where you buy that, because all HOAs don't allow you to rent out the property. But depending on where you buy it, you know, you can rent it out because it's yours. But an easier way to get into the Airbnb industry is co-hosting or what we call Airbnb arbitrage. 
and that's leasing out a unit owned by somebody else or a property management company. And then Airbnb in the unit out under your lease. Now, how do you do that? You can either do it in your personal name or you can do it as a corporate lease. Now, I used to tell people because, you know, people weren't being on Airbnbs or whatever. There was a template that I had that you could give to a landlord or a property management company to allow them to lease you a unit or, you know, go lease a unit in your name and just try to Airbnb it. But after doing this for a while and setting up units for other people, I found it that it's much, e much easier to just go ahead and tell the property management company or the landlord what you're doing and let them decide whether they want to allow you to lease that unit as an Airbnb. It's so much easier and it eliminates so many fines. Just, um, you know, go ahead and tell the company what you're doing. I have drafted up like a lease or kind of like a contract that you could do between you and the landlord or you and the property management company. And I'll end up putting that on my BQOAT website. And once the Million Dollar Girls Club website launches, it'll be available on there for purchase as well. But um, just be open and honest with the landlord or property manager. Y'all, let me tell you, it's going to save you in the long run. It's going to save you getting put out. It's going to save you a lease cancellation. It's going to save you fees because, you know, if they cancel your lease, you got to pay the breach of lease fees. And those fees come up to a lot of money. So I recommend just go ahead and tell them what y'all doing. Nine times out of ten, if you take responsibility for damages, um, you're not calling maintenance to fix anything. You're not um you're taking over the hosting, you're taking over everything where so where all you're doing is paying the landlord his rent or the property manager, whatever the rent is, nine times out of ten, they'll go ahead and let you do a corporate lease or lease it in your name as an Airbnb. Once you do that, you know, of course, you can go into decorating your property, setting it up, staging it, getting your pictures, putting together a house manual, which is something you should mention to the landlord or the property manager because it makes you look like, okay, she's going to get a house manual um, and then it's going to have all these rules in there where you're saying there's no parties, no smoking, no loud music after a certain time, you know, what the quiet hours are. All of that. So, um, mention that to them. But these are things that you can go ahead and do once you sign the lease for your unit. Setting it up, getting great pictures, which you can get from an iPhone. Stage it. Set your listing up on Airbnb.com or VRBO.com. There's also some other avenues you can go as far as listing your unit. You can also, you know, share it on social media. But set your profile up. Um, remember to hire a cleaner if you're not going to clean the unit yourself. You can also have a maintenance man on your payroll. Some of the units that I have under the Airbnb arbitrage, I still do contact the maintenance people. 
But that's only because they know what I'm doing and they don't have an issue fixing little things. But I do still have a maintenance person on call just in case I need something that their maintenance people can't get to. Or for the units that I own, their maintenance person is still on payroll to be on call for those units as well. And you could do that. Um, when you're when you're looking for rental rates, don't be cheap. Now, you don't gotta be crazy expensive, but don't be too cheap either. I know you probably feel like, well, if I you know charge this certain amount, nobody's gonna book. People are gonna book. Some people look for rates that are in the mid range, so. They're, they don't want nothing too cheap because they feel like it's going to be a shitty Airbnb. And then if you too high, they, you know, of course, they can't afford it. So some people look for those rate, right there, rates right there in the mid-range, you know, that sweet spot. And that's where that's kind of where you should price your Airbnb. Now, what I do for my rates is, um, depending on what my rental rate is, I divide about 25 days. Um, the only reason I don't do 30 is because I want more realistic numbers or if I want to, if I feel like it's going to be like a iffy Airbnb, I might divide it by 15 days. So if it's $1,600 a month for rent, I'll take that $1,600 and I'll divide it by 25 days. That'll give me, that'll give me a nightly rate of $64 a night. So if my property is booked up for 25 days, then I'll make my rent money. At bare minimum, I'll make my rent money at $64. But listen to what I said, $64, you can charge way more than that for Airbnb because you're going to pay more than that anyway. And then especially with the going rates for hotels and Airbnb that are comparable to yours in the same area, I'm sure you could charge maybe 150, depending on what the unit looks like, if it's a two bedroom, two bath. Let's just say we got a two bedroom, two bath in Houston, a two bedroom, two bath condo in Houston, Texas. You could probably, and actually I do, and right now I charge about 220, I charge 225 a night on weekdays, and then weekends, Friday and Saturday, I charge 260. So the rent for that property is, I want to say it's $15.20. So I did my formula, $15.20 would have took me down to $60.80. However, I charge $2.50 on the weekdays. And it's like, what, four, so five, 10, 15, 20. That's 20 weekdays. That's $5,000 a month. So that, that money and that property is going to stay booked. It's always booked. Um, and it's in a great location, very close to the night, the Houston nightlife, the Houston downtown area, shopping centers. Um, it, it comes with parking and things like that. So that $5,000 covers my monthly rent. It covers the utilities and then it covers me paying for cleaning. I take away profit from that about $2,700 a month um, in profit from that unit. And if there's an event in Houston, then I, of course, I will profit a little bit more. But that's just, you know, using that property as an example. 
of how you could do your rates. So once you get what the monthly rent is, do set your rates. You could divide it by 25 or divide it by 15 days out of the month. And you can set your rates like that. After your first month, because once you know your utility bills come in, you will see how many times you get booked. After your first month or maybe your first three months, you can go in and adjust your rates so you can make sure you're profiting enough to cover rent, utilities, uh, damages, cleaning costs, um, and any other, you know, costs that come along with running an Airbnb. You can always adjust your rates. Airbnb always have rate suggestions. So you could do stuff like that as well. Take those suggestions or whatever rates that they put out there for you. Because sometimes once you post your pictures, your description, your location or area of where your Airbnb unit is, it'll give you like comparable prices to a unit that are already listed on their website. And then you could either go with those rates if you want to or, you know, choose your own rates. But that's how I choose my rates. Um, I also use an app called RDNA. And it's just like a app where you can find either open units or um, if you're looking for a certain location, you can find comps in that area. And comps is comparable units. And I use that app also to do, for, for example, I'm up for my seventh Airbnb I just used the app yesterday to look in the <clears throat> Orlando area for an Airbnb. I'm trying to get a unit in Florida. So that's how I do mine. Of course, there are some other details that I left out that I do to come up with rates as well and that I use to set up my Airbnb units. Um, I will probably do more podcasts or more um live videos on the Airbnb topic because it's very very popular right now they con they are constantly changing the laws be because more people are getting getting into it they're constantly changing the laws like for instance in Atlanta you do have to register your Airbnb unit as a short term rental unit um, I heard that they were trying to do that law in Miami as well, but I, I haven't ran into that problem yet. I am setting up four Airbnbs in Miami for four clients, and I haven't ran into that law yet, but I have heard that they were trying to do it. But um, it is it's definitely, I mean, it is a profitable business. Is it passive? It can be. If you hire a team to do it, like if you hire a co-host, um, if you got a cleaning lady in, in every Airbnb, you don't have to go clean yourself. It can be passive, but for the most part, when you're starting up, it is not. You are going to have to put some work in, go in, decorate, go in. You're probably going to have to clean some of it yourself, fix some damages, especially if your prices are super low because you're going to attract the crowd that likes to party. And they're going to be tearing your property up. They might even smoke in there a little bit, but you that just means that you have to be on top of your unit and on top of the guests that stand there. And that goes back to me telling y'all that those prices should not be super cheap. Make your prices reasonable. You can still be a little on the high side. You'll still get booked. 
You know, don't don't sell yourself short. The Airbnb industry is a great industry to be in. I love it. I thought about selling my portfolio, but I don't think I am anytime soon. I'm definitely about to acquire a couple more units, one for sure. And then I will continue to help people acquire Airbnb units. Um, if you have any questions about the Airbnb industry, or I'm also very skilled in truck, um, the trucking companies in well and just went straight in real estate in general, feel free to reach out to me. You can follow me on all social media outlets at B underscore QOAT. I'm on Facebook as B Ellison. I have a Facebook business consulting group at BQOAT. My Instagram is at B underscore QOAT. My website is BQOAT.com. And launching here within the next week or so will be the Million Dollar Girls Club website where you will be able to purchase business bundle packages to help you start your businesses, wholesale items, classes, and ebooks. That'll be launching here within the next week or so. I'm super excited about my podcast. This is my first episode. I was nervous, but once I got going, you know, this was super easy for me. Um, I'm excited about continuing to give out information, continuing to answer your questions, continuing to bring you more and more realness, rawness, the good, the bad, and the ugly side of entrepreneurship and this whole being a business owner lifestyle. Um, tune in Wednesdays on Facebook to wind down with B and then tune in every week to this podcast, The Million Dollars Girl Club. Go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and go to YouTube, BQIC, and subscribe to my YouTube as well. But click the subscribe button so you can get more notifications for this podcast. And tune in next week. I'm not sure what that episode will be about, be about at this moment. But there, def- there will be weekly updates to this podcast. Um, and we'll see y'all next week. Thanks for tuning in.